you are the sum total of all your experiences. And that's what makes you so powerful. On top of the fact that you are truly a survivor and hopefully in the process of being a thriver. Uh, and because we go through things that men do not go through, they're not designed to go through, even if they were, because of their personality types in general, they probably wouldn't make it. Uh, so I think we need to give ourselves a lot more credit and we need to do that for ourselves and stop being outer directed, expecting society to do it, our husbands to do it, our children to do it, or even our friends. Welcome to the Vibe Living Podcast, a podcast that talks about topics for women over 40. You know, that time of your life that many call midlife. That time of life when you can really vibe be vibrant, intuitive, beautiful, and emerge. Join me, Linus Woods Mullins, certified holistic living and wellness expert for women over 40, as I talk about a variety of topics that address the wellness of the mind, body, and spirit for women over 40. Remember, midlife doesn't mean no life. Midlife is an opportunity to increase your self-love, your self-care, and your self-worth. It's your time to be vibrant, intuitive, beautiful, and emerged. It's your time to vibe. So come on, let's vibe. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Vibe Living Podcast. I'm your host, Linus Woods Mullins, and I also happen to be a holistic living and wellness expert for women over 40. And for those of you who have listened before, you know that I'm all about midlife women having the vibe and for me that means being vibrant intuitive beautiful and emerged along our midlife journey today we're going to be talking about maybe some of the things that are required in order for you to vibe and that is the whole idea of self-care and its importance especially during midlife it's time for us to put ourselves on our own to-do list so we're going to be talking about that with nancy candia nancy candia is Fabulous. She has just written a wonderful book. She's an author and international known uh, yoga therapist who helps women make peace with their past, find self-acceptance, and step wholeheartedly into their process. Nancy specializes in yoga therapy for trauma and addiction and chronic pain. And she helps women in that second half of life to value the emotional uh, intelligence and also the courage they have learned from picking themselves up over and over again. Nancy encourages women to do the work and to let go of that rage and regret so they can bring the power of the present moment into their interactions. So I am excited to have her. Uh, She's always contributing to the Vibe Living Women group on Facebook. And now she's here on the podcast. Nancy, welcome to the Vibe Living Podcast. It's wonderful to have you here today. Thank you, Linus. As always, it's wonderful wonderful to spend time with you. Well, thank you. You know, I love the idea of your book. First of all, let's make sure everybody knows the name of your book. What's the name of your book? Yes, can I hold it up to you? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's called Present, The Art of Living Boldly in the Second Half of Life, and it's a journey for women. I just opened my first box of books, so I'm excited. That's wonderful. The Art of Living Boldly. Uh, Why do you think that's important, Nancy? Uh, Why do you think it's important for women to uh, live boldly, and what motivated you to write this book? Well, I think it's 
it's important that we live boldly because we're needed. Our wisdom, our being present um, to be, you know, fully who we are is important for the upliftment of humanity, 100%. Um, and what, what encouraged me to write the book was that I saw, I worked with women my whole life. I was a, I'm a retired dancer, and then I became a yoga teacher, and then a yoga therapist. And so I've been mostly around women, not always, but mostly. And what I saw was that women, like, in midlife and afterwards, were some, some women, like, more than I want to admit, were starting to feel smaller and invisible and, and saying those words, like, I'm failing, I'm flailing, I don't know what to do, and and so my motivation was how important it is that we, we have some guidance in the second half of life. I also have a friend who's a medicine woman in the Diné culture on the Navajo Nation. And, and in their culture, elders get acknowledged. Elders go through a ceremony. And I didn't see that in our Western culture. And I don't want that for my daughters. I don't. I wish I wouldn't have had to go through it to feel like I was getting smaller and, and less um, needed, not by my family, but just in general in society and so much of this anti-aging culture. And I want us to take care of our skin and feel beautiful, mm -hmm. but I don't want those words on products that I buy. And right. so that's what, yeah, and I know you feel that way. And that's, that's what my you know, passion is, is. That and, and I think that's so important, especially right now. I think there's this new groundswell of awareness yeah. uh, with the whole midlife journey that we really are relevant. And part of it's just the sheer numbers. Um, yeah. There's going to be twice as many people over 65 in a few years yeah. and one of the highest numbers ever. And also right. this particular age demographic, let's say between 45 and 55 right. represents 15 trillion dollars of consumer right? purchasing power. So for those who only look at capitalism and monetary value, we have value. And as a result, we should be relevant. But sometimes you got to drag people kicking and screaming into a new way of thinking. And I think your uh, book helps uh, women also to dispel some of the myths that they think about themselves. What are some of those myths that we sometimes buy into that really aren't what's real? Well, I think my favorite story is like a birthday card that, you know, at 40, we get a birthday card that just indicates that we're going downhill. And then all, you know, the birthday cards from then on are just like making fun of our bodies, making fun of our minds, like just kind of joking around until the grim reaper comes and takes us, you know, and that's a long, slow, painful process. And so it's like, you know, just you know, and we don't think, maybe we don't even think anything of it. You know, in our thirties, we start buying into the myth and it's like, and I am so much better than I was in my twenties and thirties, yeah. you know, and just getting on the other side of those hormones, which we managed, we managed as women hormones that create human life, you know, whether we had that, you know, children or not, we manage that and we're amazing. We really are. We yeah. really are. We really are. And I, I just wish that midlife women, especially the ones who have problems telling their age and everything, should understand that, um, you know, you are the sum total of all your experiences. 
And that's what makes you so powerful on top of the fact that you are truly a survivor and hopefully in the process of being a thriver. Uh, And because we go through things that men do not go through, they're not designed to go through. And even if they were because of their personality types in general, they probably wouldn't make it. Uh, So I think we need to give ourselves a lot more credit and we need to do that for ourselves and stop being out of directed, expecting society to do it, our husbands to do it, our children to do it, or even our friends, because no one knows better than us what it is that we need to hear or do for us in order to feel good about where we are in, in midlife or where we are after 40. I don't know if I want to say midlife or not anymore. I mean, I have uh, clients that are midlifers. I don't know if I am or not, because if that is the case, then I would have to live to be 130. So I don't know what you call me. That's one of the things. What's another word for, for midlife that encompasses everyone? But you know, yeah. women over 40, basically, is what I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 What about some of the other myths that uh, women tell themselves that just really aren't true any longer or ever? I think the saddest one is that we become less attractive, Mm. you know, and that men become better looking and women become less attractive. You know, and when we really think that one out, you know, I think the top of attractiveness is people who are confident and kind and loving and interested in us. That's that's what's attractive. Mm-hmm. And that's at all ages. And yeah, so, you know, yeah. And so to just kind of buy into that, you know, and it's whatever we're comfortable with. You know, maybe we dyed our hair when we were 20 or 30 or 40. Maybe we didn't. And uh, or maybe we put on makeup at any age in in that we that's what made us feel good or the way we do our hair or the clothes that we wear and that's just a continuum you know maybe our so it's our beauty has to do with one how how loving we are and and then the other we get to determine ourselves you know whatever that means for us personally and I think that an, a, another layer of that is mm-hmm. that I'm not going to focus on how somebody looks on the outside. What this book is and what I'm concerned is how we feel about ourselves. Because I've seen ama- women that you know do amazing things for how they look on the outside but don't feel good about themselves on the inside. And really what I'm concerned about is setting ourselves up on the inside for, for that beauty and that success. I absolutely agree. And, you know, I did a room on Clubhouse not too long ago about the lies we tell ourselves. Yeah. And the conversations that go on in our heads. And I, I am, you know, just like any other woman, there's lots of lies that I tell myself. I'm a little bit more aware of it. And as I started, you know, talking about this and doing some research about the whole idea of being aware of the conversation, I said, you know what? Even before we get to the whole self-care thing, which is extremely mm-hmm. important, we've got to be self-aware. We've got to remember to check in with ourselves to see how we're feeling and to take a look at why we might be feeling that way. Many times we just go through life almost like robots, you know, like machines, you know. Yeah, I feel this way, but I'll deal with that later. I'll check it out later. And you know how that goes. Later never really comes. So how can women really begin to start 
putting themselves on their own to-do list, first of all, and being more aware of how they're feeling. Yes. So I think, um, you know, I, a lot of my business in the past was training yoga teachers and it would be so lovely because it would be, whether it was a weekend training or, you know, to help them adapt to chronic pain or, or whatever, or a, a long, like six months training. What I saw was it was the time and space that people had for self-reflection that they would use that time. And I always wanted to develop something for um, just people that didn't want to be yoga teachers in that same kind of pattern of taking the time for reflection. And I think that's what the book does because it has contemplative exercises. It has questions. Um, and, and then I have a course that is the deeper dive into this also. But we need to take that time. We need to set the time aside and reorganize our lives around this place of self-care. It's not just about writing a list. It's about actually taking the time. And that would be different for different people. But, um, you know, to read a book and do the exercises and do the contemplation and then build your self-care, build your communication, your relationships around and what I use is your core values. So if my mm -hmm. core value is loving kindness, mm -hmm. I'm going to take care of this body and this mind mm -hmm. so that they're set up for that. So I'm not thinking of, you know, when the years I took being depressed, mm -hmm. when I was depressed, I was only thinking about me all the time. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, working through that and with therapy, with all the different modalities I did, but really realizing that, in order to keep my dopamine level at a good place mm -hmm. so that I am happy, so that mm -hmm. I recognize that slippery slope to depression was self-care, exercise, eating well, and relaxation, plus, you know, mindset work. My day is set up now. It doesn't take any more thought than it used to, but there was a period of organization, a period of changing my mindset. And now... I don't think about it. It takes just as much time as it used to being depressed. <laughs> right. And, you know, I think that we definitely need to come to the realization we are worth that time yes. that we need to spend to take care of us. Because I, I always say you either pay for it on the front end or the back end, but guaranteed you're going to pay for it. And if I have to figure out how I'm going to pay for something, whether it's paying with money or my time, I'd much rather do it while I'm alive and well. And not when I'm sick and on my way, you know, to the end of this journey. I mean, we all know where, how the journey ends, but I think it's important to take a look at how we choose to take the journey. I'd much rather be able to be in good shape and be vibrant and have a sense of joy and all those kind of good things uh, in my late 70s and playing with my grandchildren or great-grandchildren or whatever than be in my late 70s still alive but in a wheelchair or on 70 different kinds of medications and just miserable. And I really do believe, regardless of what your DNA may say you have a propensity to be, that you can have a very direct input and responsibility of choosing that if that's what you want because um, they say that um, genetics is about 20% in terms of why we are the way we are the rest of it 80% is lifestyle and lifestyle is all about choice mm -hmm. 
Hi, this is Lennis Woods-Mullins, your host on the Vibe Living Podcast. I am a holistic living and wellness expert for women over 40. I help women to be well in their mind, body, and spirit by teaching them about holistic practices, fitness, nutrition, and spiritual renewal. For over 14 years, I have helped women to vibe, to be more vibrant, intuitive, beautiful, and emerged, and into the woman that I think all midlife women want to be. If you are struggling with releasing unwanted pounds, balancing your hormones, getting rid of that sense of anxiety, enhancing your immune system, and, well, just having a better wellness journey, consider scheduling a 15-minute free consultation. Let's see if we connect and how I might be able to help you vibe along your wellness journey. Just click on the link on the show page there and it says, Contact Linus. I hope to hear from you soon. And, and I've read the same things, read you? yeah, and I proved it in my own body, mm. right? Where the trajectory I was at at 45, mm. I was not doing well at all with chronic pain, digestive issues. Uh, and that's not, that's not, a, those aren't issues anymore. And so, so where did we start? Let's say you've got someone and I'm sure this could be, you know, Marianne listener. You know, um, that's why she's listening to this podcast is trying to figure out, you know, I know I need to enhance my self-care, but I just don't know where to start. There's so much out there. And there is. There's a lot of books out there. There's a lot of courses out there, a lot of social media. There's just everything coming at you at once. And sometimes when there's so much of that coming at you at once, people have a tendency to shut down and not do anything. But where, where, what's realistic? Where should we start? When I work with clients, I start them out with their morning routine. And number one is drink two glasses of water. Um, Because we're dehydrated when we wake up. And when we're dehydrated, our brain is not going to work at full capacity. Mm -hmm. And then to eat a breakfast that's nutrient dense and, and really walk people into that you know, very slowly, whatever their capacity is, take some time. And in even that one to two minutes of a mindfulness practice Mm -hmm. um, and even five minutes of exercise. So that's for people that aren't, you know, are just like, it's overwhelming, Mm -hmm. but to slow and that that'll take up 15 minutes of their time. And when you give people that just that, Um, And then I find out they want to know what's the next step, what's Mm -hmm. the next step. And then to really talk about what sets you up for a good night's sleep. Mm -hmm. So we get organized. And really, if a person hasn't done any mindfulness or meditation practices, five minutes feels amazing. Yes, it does. If they've never stretched two minutes of stretching feels amazing. So we don't have to feel like we have to take it on all at once. Mm. Of course, if people are really sick, then I'm going to hold their hand for a few weeks and meet every day and make this like much quicker and much faster. Of course, we can only change our diet so much before we would, you know, our, our digestive system is, um, needs us to slowly make transformations. Like we can't go into too much fiber, else it will be a mess. Mm -hmm. And so there's, that's why sometimes we really need someone's help 
to help us step into these guidance, these places. And that's why I think as a yoga therapist, I, you know, I look at a person holistically. Um, and so that's where my background as a yoga therapist comes in because I know how to do that, not just, just their nutrition or just their exercise, but just to unfold that in a way that their body can handle and listen to the feedback that their body is giving, giving them. You know, I love some of the table of contents that you have in your book, Present, The Art of Living Boldly in the Second Half of Life. And I just wanted to share uh, with our listeners some of these, um, the chapters or, um, or the sections. You've got section one is fully present and section two is cherishing your body. Section three has to be has to do with be your wisdom. And section four, uh, the art of connection. Section five is present. What made you decide to break the book up in that way? And, and with those particular titles? Well, like I said, I'm, you know, done a lot of trainings, mostly with yoga teachers. And this, this is how I would even approach a, a yoga teacher training is stepping people in, in, in that way. Like first we would teach them the yoga poses, but then how to take care of the mind and then how to feel that sense of connection because connection is the place of healing. But if we're not connected with our own body and mind, it's hard to find that connection we want with other people. And that's like, that's how we deal with addiction is connection. That's how we'd even deal with chronic pain. It's helping people find that connection and connection is an art. And so if we approach connection from which the first part of the book was, is exercises on how to get into the present moment, um, exercises on finding out what is our belief system and what's important to us. And then when we get to that place of how to connect, we can say, if I want to connect and I want to express myself as a loving and kind person, I need to get rid of what's keeping me from that. And that's the middle chapters. And then that place of connect, um, how do I change maybe what I've been doing, how I've been connecting to my children? Let's say I don't feel connected to them because I've been so needy as to what my needs are. But when I step into my relationship with my strong 30-something daughters, which is mm -hmm. what I'm doing right now, one who's getting her degree in psychology, so it's real clear with me everything I've done wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. As I tell my kids all the time, keep living. <laughs> You know, I know that that book theory sounds really good, but keep living. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so when I step in with confidence and with, with who I am as a person, then they're like, wow, you know, I, my mom, I want, I, I see that she's role modeling, living fully in the second half of life. And my relationship is better with them. They're strong yes. women. They want me to step up. That's interesting. How many daughters do you have? I have two, and I'm going to, one is pregnant, so I would be a grandma for the first time this summer. Wow. Yeah, I have four daughters yeah. and uh, four granddaughters, or, no, four, four grandchildren, yeah. and one on the way. And it's amazing oh. how I, I know I have changed in their eyes in so many ways. I mean, they knew me growing up in corporate America, wearing suits and briefcases and, um, oh. you know, traveling and all that other kind of stuff. They had a great uh, childhood growing up and all that kind of stuff. And then suddenly something changed right as they were going into college, which from a financial perspective, they probably thought it was crazy, but it was just about me saving my life. 
so that I could be there for them later. And I knew I need to get away from corporate America. And hence, 14 years later, here I am. And there's a different kind of respect now uh, that they see they see me. Although it's so funny because I'll be 65 in a couple of days. And it's, you know, they're beginning to treat me in a certain way. Like, Mom, you, you want us to drive? I'm like, oh, please. You know? <laughs> so it's interesting. As you age and, you know, you, you go through this... Um, redefining process, you know, in terms of how you view yourself and how others view you as well. And you need to be uh, confident and clear with yourself to say, oh, no, I don't need that kind of help. Maybe later, but I'm not there yet. Instead of saying, oh, okay, well, I'll just sit back and let you just do. Because I find that when you are at that stage where you could sit back, that's the beginning of the end of your stage, that you go into something else where you have to sit back. But staying active and engaged and you know uh, knowing your worth and feeling your worth is so critical as you age i i totally agree and you know we're kind of encouraged like even our kids might have that pattern just like once we get um i'm going to be 61 in a couple of days like right there you know okay to treat us differently. But the reality is these days we could live, you know, 90. My husband wants to live to 120. So I'm just halfway there. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of years of being old. Right. <laughs> That's a long time. <laughs> That's another 60 years. I don't know. I was telling someone um, earlier, in the earlier interview today that, uh, okay, if I'm actually in midlife, that means I'm going to be 130. I'm not feeling that so much. I don't know if I want to go that far, but I do want to be vibrant and healthy for as long as I am alive. I really don't want to be connected to a bunch of wires. I don't want to have like 10 pharmaceuticals lined up and I don't want to spend every single day in the doctor's office. Right. I just don't want that for my life. I want something more. And I believe the first step is is living life just the way you talk about in your book. It's, it's so inspirational and it's also instructive i think sometimes we just need the information and then the inspiration to implement it and yeah. i think your book does that for people oh, thank you yes it's so wonderful having you here and i want everybody to know that we do have a link to your book we've got a link to your social media uh to your website so they can get to know you better um would you prefer they click on the link to go to the book or do you want them to go just directly to amazon what's the best way to purchase the book oh uh, yeah i think because <laughs> I'm going to have it on more platforms than Amazon. So especially if you like to buy other than Amazon, mm -hmm. um, go to my website and there's a link for the book and all the different ways you'll be able to buy it. Fantastic. I love it. Again, the the title of the book is, and I just changed screens. Okay. Give, give me the title of the book again. <laughs> Present. The Art of Living Boldly in the Second Half of Life. Present. The Art of Living Boldly in the second half that's fantastic and i have to say both of us right now nancy are into a fabulous second half i agree absolutely thank you so much for being here and thank you to all of you listeners again for checking me out and spending some time on the vibe living podcast it's wonderful having you here and i appreciate it because i know there's like i say many times there's millions of podcasts out there now and you choosing to hang out with us is just a wonderful thing Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to check out all the links uh, on the show page. We've got great sponsors. We have this wonderful guest and her links that lead to the website. And there's a little bit about me too. So check out the show page. Thanks so much for listening. Have a fantastic rest of the day. And don't forget to buy. Bye-bye, everybody. 
Please take a look at the links below in the show page. Those links belong to the premium members of my Vibe Wellness Woman Facebook community. These premium members have products and services that you should really check out. Click on the link below to find out more about these wonderful women who have products and services that focus on the needs of the midlife woman. Thank you for listening to the Vibe Living Podcast. Please feel free to download, rate, share, and like the show. To find out more about living a vibe life, go to my website at wellnesswoman40.com or email me at vibelivingpodcast at gmail.com. Have a fantastic day and don't forget to vibe.